Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. James, do you know this song that's playing right now? You know this, James. Stop playing. I don't know. You know this one. Stop playing. They're different cultures. I might have to Shazam it. <laughs> you, know, you know, this is that one by Will Smith. You know it. <laughs> Stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop it. Nope. Hey, well, uh, can I ask James a question before we like well, really dive into it? James is here. Like James has been here for like three yeah, hours. Yeah, he, so he fed us. Well, yeah. fed me. Um, we, th- this is like completely random. But do you know where that picture is and where it's from with Vladi with the guns? Vladi with the guns. You never seen that? Vladi with the shot. He's like getting out of a, a SUV, a black SUV, and it looks like a like a mobster type uh, picture. Are you and every sure time Vladi does something, like was going to work, one of the King's Herald guys put it out there, and he's walking. <laughs> it looks like he's in like a movie, and they're about to like, all right, let's go execute this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, where is this picture <laughs> oh, from? I see. I see it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, look at that. <laughs> Do you happen to know what where is this that? picture is from? Um, I, it looks like it's a Super Bowl party. Like if you look in the what back, kind of party is that? I don't know. If you look at the back, there's like a there's like a big f- banner or a TV or something. <laughs> like what is happening? But I saw it. I don't know why he was up uh, hanging around like on my Twitter timeline yesterday, but he was. And that party, all that party, that uh, picture always comes it, up when something goes on with Vladi. It appears. It I don't think it's real, but something... I'm just saying like. Was no, he in a movie? Or it like, is was, real. Those guns were real? It with a, him dressed like that? Dressed like a mobster. Oh, that looks like... Wait, what do you... Maybe we're looking at two different pictures. Then. There's, there are two different pictures. There's <laughs> one of him getting out of a car. That's the one, I, that's the one like I'm the looking at. With the black SUV and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's another of him at a party. Does Vladi <laughs> Divac really like guns? This is, this is intriguing. <laughs> What, <laughs> don't what, is, what is happening? I always wondered, like, what kind of picture is this? Where'd they get it from? It, it's it, it appears to be some sort of. It looks like a movie. The celeb. This doesn't look like a movie. It does. It, well, it looks like a movie scene. Yeah, I don't know what this is. John Bull just tagged like all of the so we could see all of the pictures. It kind of looks like Old Town Sack. Am I crazy? <laughs> that looks absolutely like, looks like Old Sack. It looks like he's about to. Him and his crew are about to jam well, somebody. What is out. happening? Streets too wide. Can't you just call Vlade and ask him? I could text <laughs> Vlade right now and say, "Hey, what is this? Why are there pictures of you holding shotguns all I've over?" I've seen those pictures before, <laughs> but uh... now actually, so now I see the other one that you're talking about. This is the. This looks like the same event. Yeah, it's the same thing. The one with him getting out the truck. That's just him. That's the beginning, and then he went and shot a gun off into the air. Someone like 
he he celebrates. I love Christmas. when you always do stuff like, "Hey, real quick, I want to ask James a question." Well, I thought, you derailed I thought the whole I was the hour. Eight minutes later, I thought to I was the only one who didn't know where this came from. I knew James would have known, but I guess I feel like Jill. Jill has to know. Jill, Jill knows, knows everything. I'm sure Jill knows. You know the best part about Vlade is you can't tell if he's uh, twenty three or. 47 or like 52 in that picture <laughs> you you just can't tell you have no idea how old he is yeah this was right after the western conference finals that he fired that out right <laughs> Jeez. i don't know yeah oh man that's hilarious anything man. else you want to ask him before we not that i could think of how right are you now. feeling today james uh, oh, you got to talk to monty yeah, today how, you talked go? to De'Aaron today okay but, uh, by the uh, way just hey real quick <laughs> You posted a video. My that, bad. I forgot no, to tell you to bleep. <laughs> no, that's fine. We got we got hip to it in the chat, so we watched it during a commercial break. But we we pop we we laughed when he said, "Oh crap!" So what did did he spoil? Kevin Herter is going to the three point contest. They they, they, ah, they acted like no. They have no idea afterwards. They're like, De'Aaron's like, oh, they sold. Okay. Oh, like I, I'm not sure. You know. Oh, like, they know sold it. All right. Yeah. So. All right. I'm gonna guess yes. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Well, yeah, he said it way too confidently. He said it because when he responded to you, he was like, "Oh crap, I'm in trouble." Well, <laughs> like, he I clearly have he goes, "Well, that. we're gonna have four guys there," and I'm like, "Who's the four? And he just kind of looks at me as like, "Well, Kevin, Kevin at yeah. the three point shootout." <laughs> like, it was a great exchange, and is I'm that really confirmed. I'm really sorry we can't play it on the radio because yeah. of De'Aaron's response, but it was a great exchange. It was fun. Um, he was excited. I, I think that's like today, like the biggest takeaway is like. I don't think he, he was. Ex- well, well, he was trying him. to act like he wasn't excited, but he he was because he didn't. He did not he look was. excited. Oh no, he's super. I mean, he, he looked excited for Kevin Herter, <laughs> but he didn't look excited for himself at, at the all. same time. Like he he's always said, like, look, like if we make if we if we're good, I'll get I'll get an invite. That's the way it goes. If I'm the best player on our team and like we're good then I'll, I'll get invited to the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And then he said today, he's like, yeah, you know, I probably should have made it before. You're like, whoa. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you should have made it before? Yeah. And then Chris Tavares even said, did you mean like last week when it was announced or do you mean before <laughs> before? He goes, both. Yeah, yeah he was spicy. He's like, <laughs> he yeah. He was spicy he, for sure. He is spicy. I, I like it, you know, and – you know, you can just see them there with like a baby Bjorn and like little earmuffs on on the baby, and like they're gonna make a a, a family trip out of it. Uh, they're excited. I I don't believe him when he kind of downplays it. No, he's excited. He didn't want to get his hopes up. He didn't think he was gonna get there. He was, you know, being self deprecating and and like probably his own harshest critic. Uh, and then when the news came today. It's it's a great day for Sacramento. It's a great I, day for is. the Kings. It I is. felt so bad for him when he didn't make the team initially. I was like, I felt bad because I said this a number of times. He worked his ass off this offseason. Not to say that maybe he didn't other times, but I, he sacrificed. He, he he worked his butt off this offseason, and he prepared himself probably like no other season before. And he ended up getting the results, not only personally, but team-wise. He had done everything that he was supposed to do and needed to do. And he he was in there. And, and I, I no disrespect to, to Triple J, but for him to get robbed like that from a guy like Triple J, the type of season that, mm-hmm. that he's having, I, I felt really bad for De'Aaron. So 
I'm glad it all worked out for him because he, he absolutely deserved this. I totally agree. Like the way that the Kings have played uh, for, for someone like, and this isn't like a total knock on Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, he's a very, very good defensive player. He might win defensive player of the year, but like one player has kind of been in line for it. Fox has been in line and you keep telling him like, Hey, you're not making the team because your team's not good enough. And so to move the goalposts on him, to me, that was unfair. It was full-on Charlie Brown and Lucy. They just pulled the football right out from underneath him, and he goes flying through the air. He didn't have time, though, to even worry about it. It was the day yeah, that yeah. his wife went into labor, and, you know, they had other things cooking. And, and he he really didn't even have time to have that moment. So I think it's cool. He, like, you know, he's like, of course, the little guy won't be able to, like, really remember any of this, but mm-hmm. it's something we can go back later and, and kind of share as a family. And, mm-hmm. you know, he'll get to see that he was there for All-Star Weekend. And, you know, his dad made it and his dad was cool, like, got to go to something cool like this. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. Certainly a life-changing year for him. Uh, on many, many, many different uh, aspects. Or life-changing season, obviously. It's a new year, but uh, a life-changing season for De'Aaron Fox for many different reasons. Yeah. Um, Monty McNair spoke today. Real quick. (laughs) You called for it. Jill adds, that picture is from Serbian Christmas. There's a whole YouTube video of them shooting into the air in celebration. Damn, she knows everything. Where? In Serbia? Because you can celebrate Serbian Christmas wherever you want. But you're not allowed to just run <laughs> around true. old sack shooting guns in the air. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jill just has the answers. I, I just report them. All right. <laughs> Monty McNair spoke today. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, there's actually quite there's a number of things that stood out for me that we could talk about. But what stood out for you talking to him? I think, okay, so he was asked, was it by my, my friend Brenda Nunes, uh, about how he's like he's changed over the course of his like two plus years. Uh, it may not have been burning, but, but I think it was. And I think that that's what stood out. He said, I'm just way more comfortable talking to the media. And I agree. Like he was not a robot today. Um, he didn't really answer the question of why. I mean, I guess he did, but you know why he didn't go out and do anything at the at the trade deadline he wants to give this time this team more time to grow together that's fine and all but like five of these guys are free agents at the end of the season it's not like you had to worry about that with some of these guys um maybe some of them will be back maybe some of them won't but um yeah overall i didn't think he was like horribly defensive uh he kind of like stood by his line that he wants to give this team as much room to grow and that was kind of that was it like there were some deals that they looked at nothing really worked out and you know we're we're gonna ride with this group down the down the stretch Mm. um he didn't also commit to uh the buyout market or anything else he basically said hey if there's something out there that makes us better and we're able to land something that's fine Mm. uh but as of right now you know we're gonna roll with what we got i think me and damian both got a sense of um confidence that he has in his team like he like yeah they were looking to make deals and things of that nature but it really came off like he said he didn't say this but it felt like we have enough here like we have enough with this roster to get it done i know i think it was your question when he asked you know answered about the defensive 
um, statistics and how the team do they have enough defensively and things of that nature. And I just got a I got a confident vibe from Monty McNair, not a vibe of man we struck out trying to make deals. It was hey there, we made some calls, but I really like the group that we have, regardless of what happened yesterday. Yeah, I mean, what else are you supposed to say the day after you don't do anything at the trade deadline? I mean, you're supposed to say, man, I blew it. I had seven other deals on the table. I had a better deal two days ago. Oh, boy. No, you're no, that's not what you're <laughs> supposed to say. You're supposed to say, like, yeah, we're, this, let's go. But let's I also think you can't, you can't hide certain things. And the number one thing that stood out for me when, when we aired that press conference today was he came across as very confident. He did not come across like he was unsure about the way the trade de- deadline went, frustrated with how the trade deadline went, or or anything along those lines. He spoke about this team, for, in, in my interpretation, he spoke about this team with a lot of confidence. And that was my biggest takeaway from Monty McNair today. Yeah, I mean, he did speak about the team with confidence. like, And that's what you're supposed to do when your team's the third seed in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. You know, even like the, uh, the question that I asked him late, like, De'Aaron Fox making the all-star team is like the biggest validation for him as a general manager ever. Like you, Mm. you made one of the biggest swings you could possibly make. You took a young guy who just made the all-star team. And by making that move, you turned it into two all-stars. You might've turned it into three. Yeah. To be honest, if you count Tyrese, because I don't know that Tyrese would have been an all-star here by going through with no, that trade. It, you mm-hmm. might have turned three of them into all-stars. No, it's very true. And it's not that I think that, that Fox and Halliburton couldn't have coexisted or couldn't have come to some consensus. It's that you could never have maximized them. And by making this move, he maximized what you're saying, it Tyrese, but he also maximized Fox and Sabonis. And Sabonis is is, you know whether he was going to be an all-star a bunch of times after you know his run in Indiana, we have no idea, but he is now. He's going to be an all-star multiple years here in Sacramento, and as long as he stays healthy and everything goes well, he's going to be a multi-time all-star here as well. Um, and it's because you have Fox that helps him maximize his talents, and he helps maximize Fox, and then you these two are really easy to build the pieces around. Mm-hmm. Like, go get me shooters. Go get me lengthy shooters. Now you know what really works now go get different versions of these some of these players that might have better length might have better defensive acumen like go get some of the other pieces that's fine but you can see a very easy picture where these guys are are simple to put other pieces around um and he's he literally turned De'Aaron Fox into an all-star by getting a player that maximizes him and I, I think it's a it's something that like he won't admit is like a huge win for him. It's a huge win for him. Like I can disagree with some of the things he does and some of the ways that he goes about adding pieces or doesn't add pieces at the deadline. But like the dude deserves his his extension no matter what because he just got you two all-stars and he's got your team third in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's impressive. He got he has you eight games over 500 regardless of what you are in the standings. He has you, your team eight games over 500 and primed to break a 16-year playoff drought. Do you know, let's, let's go back a year or so ago, because I want to give Monty all his flowers right now. Um, do you know if the deal to trade Tyrese for Sabonis 
was his baby, so to speak. Like, he's the one that said, I want to do this, and then went around convincing people that this is what we should do. Or did he have to be convinced by someone? Do you know how that story went? You know, it's a good question. I, I will tell you this, that there had to be conversations with Vivek to make sure that it was communicated like this is what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, he had to convince Vivek that trading Tyrese Halbert was right. the right thing. Right. And at the end of the day, uh, that's one thing that I really like about Monty. Um, like, I, I've had conversations with him, uh, like plenty of conversations with him over the last um, couple of years that he's been here, but, like, he wins battles behind the scenes. Mm. Like, he talks to Vivek Ranadive almost every single day, and he is convincing enough in that setting to to keep the Kings on course where I feel like in past situations, that was not the case where other people weren't able to convince somebody to choose the right path. And, you know, we saw it with Mike Brown. We saw it with the Sabonis trade. Um, You know, like we keep seeing this, this perfect path that Monty has kind of like set forth for the Kings. And you hope that he continues to build on that. But like, you got a guy that can convince the boss of the right path to go. And in Sacramento, that's huge because that has not been the case multiple times where things go sideways and it's, it's not one person's fault, regardless of how much we heap, uh, you know, sort of criticism on Vivek Ranadive. None of those decisions were made on his own. There's always somebody in Sacramento sneaking around, like whispering in people's ears and I'm not saying one person. I'm not saying I'm not pointing a finger at someone in the organization now, but in the past, there's always somebody. It doesn't matter who it is. There's always somebody. And I feel like for one of the few times, you got someone who's whispering in his ear that has the right motivation, the right moral compass for for success. And these these wins, so to speak, of you know the trade and the draft picks and the coaching decision and the free agency. That's all just building equity in his relationship with Vivek or whatever. Like, it could be it, – it may not have to be much more convincing anymore, right? Like, Vivek may look at it where it's, you know, this guy, last four times he's had to convince me of something and he's been right. Monty, you ain't even got to tell me, man. You just – if that's what you feel, I'm riding with you. He may have built that type of equity up with this run that he's been on. Vivek is never going to be someone that doesn't want to know all the details. You, no matter what, you're going to have to share with him everything. You're going to have to lay it out for him. That's who he is. It's how he thinks. You're going to have to sell whatever it is you're doing to him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's okay. I mean, everyone's different. We all, like, in life, we've all had bosses. We all have to figure out how to work with each individual bosses. You know, like, even for me, I've said this multiple times. Like, every time the King switch head coaches, which has been nine times in my 13 years, like it's it's like starting a new job where you've got to figure out ways to build relationships and what a, a coach likes and doesn't like and you know, how they they manage. Like I talk to players and and media members today. I've never been through anything like this. Like the Kings just played. What was it? Five games in seven nights. Flew home and had practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've never seen this. Like we have shoot around. Every single home game without fail, unless it's 
the second night of a back-to-back, we don't have a shoot-around that morning. Every other game we have shoot-around. Like, this team practices more than, like, probably at this point in the season, 12 to 15 more practices than any team I've ever covered. Hmm. I mean, it's, like, exhausting for the players. It's exhausting for media to be there every... We're there all the time with this team. So, you know, it's... It's an interesting vibe that they have going, but it's good. You think they're you? I think you posted a video yesterday. They were a little lively at at, at at practice. Do you think that's just the post trade deadline exhale from a lot of those guys? Yeah, I mean that's what it is. Again, like I've seen so many players that just like it's tough. Like we we don't really talk about that aspect yeah. of it. Like you know you you had the video of Kessler yesterday, like. <laughs> It's it's a grown man. Hmm. It's a 22 year old young man who just got shipped from Brooklyn to Sacramento, and it's like, oh god, and he and he's smiling, and he, you know he's doing all the things. But it's like, God, it has to be so tough for these guys. He got drafted to a team last year, or traded to a team after travel, whatever. However, he got to Brooklyn. Um, you know, he's a second round pick. He joined a team with like Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> And KD and, you know, Joe Harris and, like, a, a uh, James Harden, like, a, a really, really good team. And he it's all blown up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going through his head. Talk about, you know, how many, I mean, what, Davion Mitchell's had three head coaches. Like, that's one thing, but at least you're still in the same place. At least you still have you know, some of the same people around you, the same players. You know, oh, some he's had multiple coaches. head co- He's had three head coaches now, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. This he season. He's had three head coaches this season. He didn't see it all in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Like, some of the, the situations that these young guys get put in, it's just horrible. Like, I've seen it time and time again, especially here in Sacramento. Like, yeah. it's just, like, you break the spirit of some of these kids. You you make them lose their, their way because you, you don't have – the structure and stability in place to support them. And it's tough, you know? So we're talking about that with the, 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 the rockets. And, and even we use the example of James Wiseman today. Like how is James Wiseman? If you believe James Wiseman has game, how is he going to get better in Detroit? We were talking about Jabari Smith, you know, how are those guys going to get better in Houston? Like it, it's, it's tough. We look at it. Oh, like Paolo, you got free reign to do all this stuff. Like, great, but like then what? Like, how are you going to get better? And I think Paolo and Orlando situation is a little bit different than Houston and Detroit. I feel bad for those young guys there because I just I don't I don't know. I, I I feel like they're gonna wind up being those players that get lost, can't develop, and then just get moved around. I totally agree. I mean, like how many first round picks have I watched just bust out a lot. in Sacramento? Hmm. Like Sacramento. Too many. It's really sad for a lot of. It's not just the young guys get get raked over the coals. The older guys, this is their last NBA stop. Mm. Like, will Alex Len get another job after this? Mm. I don't know, but I can tell you that Costa Kufis was like known around the league as an NBA good guy. Still, he was like thirty, couldn't get another job. Mm. I mean, he's playing right now in England, mm-hmm. like thirty three years old, couldn't get a job after his contract here for no reason. But how many guys can I tell you like left here and never got another NBA job? Oh, it's a stack. Hmm. So you, you, that's one of the things, the cultural things you have to change. You have to change the development of young players and, and how they're viewed and the stability and support that you put around them. And then you have to change where you're not like a place that people fear going. 
uh, and you know it, it's going to take a lot. It, it's not just one one good season of play, you know. We'll come back. We'll talk more with James Ham, uh, and we'll prepare for the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks. That two game series. Really, we'll look ahead at these next three games because you got the Mavericks and you got Phoenix. This is a big stretch here uh, for Sacramento. So we'll talk with James Ham uh, when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on Odyssey app, getting you ready for the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, getting you ready for your weekend. We appreciate you so much for being with us. If you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe buttons. Uh, if you're on the Odyssey app, make sure you hit the heart button in the upper right-hand corner. Save us as your favorite radio station, wherever you are. We appreciate you so much uh, for being with us. James, before we move on to tonight's game, which I think will be uh, pretty interesting, Luka Doncic not playing despite... What Shams reported earlier today, uh, Luca not going tonight. Said he hopes he to go that tweet, uh, tomorrow. I, I would too. It was wrong. <laughs> yeah, had everybody ready to see Luca and Kyrie. We thought it was happening here in Sacramento. Now maybe it does tomorrow, right. uh, but it's not happening tonight. We'll get to that uh, in just a few minutes. You, we, I think I, I think I know how you feel, but we talked about it so much. I, I, I do want to ask you the the, the question kind of plainly. We talked about the Harrison Barnes dilemma all last offseason leading to this season. And even for a few minutes we spoke about, okay, we're living it. What would you do? And now that the trade deadline has passed, Harrison Barnes will be here for the remainder of the season. We have no idea what's ahead. Are you good with that decision? I mean, you had to be. When they started winning, you had to be. I mean, it is what it is. Like I I told you guys for this – like. It is a good situation, but it's also worst-case scenario for this team because you're now risking losing a very valuable player who will you know, go on to make a lot more money in the league for the next four or five years, and you don't know if you're going to be able to retain him or not. And you also don't know if you can replace his spot in the rotation next year. And it's something that like, like I looked at at the trade deadline. Even if you, you 
didn't trade him, but if you would have found someone else that you could at least had some idea that might be able to help you out in, in case you go into this offseason and you have like literally zero small forward, that would be a problem. And I, I think it's something that the Kings are going to have to deal with. They're going to have to deal with it quickly. It's not like, like this team is not going to be in the top five or the top 10. They're probably going to have a draft pick between like number 15 and number 25. So that's not where you find starting small forwards. You can find one two year, for two years from now or three years from now, but that's not typically where you find guys that just instantly step onto the court and are ready to help you out. And I guess you could go like double up on Murray's and go grab the other one. Uh, and like that's go, the only thing better than one Murray's. Yeah, I'd be yeah, so two Murray's. Yeah. Oh, that'd be tough. They <laughs> literally look exactly the same. They're, oh, they're, they're identical. There's some sometimes with identical twins. There's distinctions that you could. There, I they could fool everybody. <laughs> they, Everyone uh, all the time. Are they they they're the same grade, right? Keegan just left early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just at a different point in their development, and like it, it kind of looks like Iowa. They only allow one player to be good per season. <laughs> That's kind of like their their the way they handle things. Like, okay, this guy is our superstar this year. Go. Mm-hmm. And so it was Keegan last year, and Chris has been really good. Been really but he's good. still going to be around if he does enter this year's draft, which I pretty much guarantee he will. He's going to be right in that range, fifteen to twenty. And so, like, I, I don't know. There, you're going to have other options and stuff. But uh, and the Kings will have cap space, but. How many times have the Kings ever been able to go out and get somebody? And I'll keep saying it. Like, Vlade Divac is the best free agent the Kings have ever signed. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, the Kings have never successfully gone out and got a player, like, in his prime or at that age as good as Harrison Barnes is. Harrison Barnes isn't going anywhere. I hope not. I don't think so. Either. Like, at least for, if you can get him for, like, a three-year deal, like I've said, like a three-year 45 or three-year 48 million um, where it's a declining scale, so 17, 16, 15, or 16, 15, 14. That, that to me, makes a lot of sense, but he's also got to want to be here and everything else. You need this situation to be good the rest of the season and to play out like like continue the Cinderella story. Yeah. You know? Two-year two with a player option? You know, is that something? Yeah. I mean, he is 30. He'll be 31 next season, so... Like that's you always have to be cautious. You like you just never know. Every player's different when they start to break down. And I feel you got it. I feel like you do a three plus one because yeah, if you okay. do a two okay. plus one, he's a, you essentially have to make another decision, like yeah, almost just, immediately. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would think that like even you could probably do a like a team option for year three or something, but I, I don't know. Like that, that seems like a, he's a, he's still a really good NBA player. He is, he, he is. you know, and like people want to, like uh, we had the, the situation early in the season where it looked like he was, he was dead. done. It looked like he yeah. was cooked. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But for like five games. And then after that, he's been, he's been really good. And, and then he looked like Michael Jordan. Now, Whose game is it? <laughs> It's Harrison, but that was an actual tweet by Damian Barnes. You still have that issue, though, that even though you can like Harrison Barnes and you want Harrison Barnes back and everything else, you still need more length and athleticism at the three and the four. You still need a shot blocker at that position because Sabonis is is who Sabonis is. Mm -hmm. Sabonis can't make his arms grow like four inches. He just can't. And so he's not going to be a great shot blocker. He can be a decent rim protector as far as keeping guys away, but 
you need more length and athleticism at the three and the four. Well, like Mason Plumley could be in. Uh, like, <laughs> let's say something nice about Mason Plumley. That could be a target this offseason. Uh, like he's only under contract for a few months. Yeah, but he's more of a five. So like that that could be your reserve five, you know. But the uh, the other positions you need even like Keegan has decent length and decent athleticism, but he's not like what we're seeing from some of these guys that well, are out there. Well, and I, I don't want to make like it can't be solved, but then that like um, that's a bit of a problem in itself. Uh, maybe maybe not a problem, but this is what I talk about when you talk about training for somebody because. The shortcomings of bonus are 100% correct, but who's coming off the floor? Like it's almost, almost like you're locked into Keegan and Sabonis. That's what you're going to have to do, and I think maybe you get better with perimeter defense and you do gang rebounding and things of that nature, but it's not like you have a – like last year when Trey Lyles was playing and he was a starting four. It's like, well, you can get better at that spot. Like you can go – get a free agent and get a, a four that fits better with Sabonis and can rim protect, that's not really this case. Like, Keegan's the starting four. Well, I think the good thing that they've seen this season from Keegan is you were able to put him at the three quite a few times and have him just hold his own. And so you're looking at him, like we talked about it before the season, he's a four that might be able to play some three. I think now you're looking at him as a potential three-four, like, can you put him at the three long-term? Can he be your your long-term answer at the small forward position? And the key to this is, like an NBA offseason, when you get a young player like him, and I've even talked to like some you know people within the walls of, of Golden One Center there, they say like one of the good things they like um, about Keegan is that he's he's got a young body. So he's not, he's a, a bit of a late bloomer. And so there's still potential for his body to change. Hmm. And I don't mean grow and, and get taller, but like to mature. And, and so when the Kings get him in the off season, you already, you kind of know who he is, right? But if you can make him into more of a small forward body right now as a second year player this off season, like, I think you can do that. You can work with his mechanics. You can work with his flexibility. Uh, you can, like, choose, like, you know, like, lean body over, like, bulking him up to play the four. And I kind of believe that that's where the Kings are going to head. Like, they they now know that he can play some three, and he's probably going to be pushed more that way. Well, it's the Dallas Mavericks tonight, and we know it's the Dallas Mavericks tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we know that the Dallas Mavericks like to get up a lot of threes. This is a – I thought Dallas was was really – we talked about this with uh, both both Trista and, and Will Z earlier. And it's going to be a similar game because Luka's not back tonight. So it's, it's Kyrie and everybody else. And that offense looked really smooth uh, with Kyrie Irving kind of running it uh, and Kyrie Irving being the primary scorer. He had all five – uh, starters in double digits. Now, this was an entirely different game in the fact that they were playing the Los Angeles Clippers, which is normally going to keep the game relatively low scoring. And Sacramento, obviously, is not going to do that. Their bench wasn't particularly good in that game. So I, I think there's a, a, a number of areas that Sacramento could take advantage of uh, this particular team. But the overall long-winded point that I'm trying to make is 
Dallas looked really good in that first outing with Kyrie. It's not going to look like that when Luka returns. I don't know what it's going to look like when Luka returns. But that first outing, it looked it looked really good with a lot of capable scores. Yeah, we're going to have to give that team a little bit of time. Like That is such a massive swing for the fence and brings in such a dominant personality and dominant style of player. Uh, the good thing about Kyrie, which I, I didn't think I'd ever put those words together. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the good thing about him, though, is that he has played with great players in the past, and he, yeah, he understands how to work with great players mm-hmm. and how to pick and choose his time versus allowing them to have their time. So mm-hmm. there is that aspect to him. Uh, a lot of the other stuff, like, I, I just don't know. Like, and, and the other thing, like, Christian Wood, I don't know what's going on there. Like, Christian Wood, they, they can't come to an agreement on an extension or they haven't been able to. Uh, he can make, I think, a lot more money if they wait until this offseason and then extend him. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe a guy that the Kings could look at. I, is that I mean, money there? I mean, is he worth I don't know. more than what he can get from Dallas? Well, well I don't think he's restricted either. Oh. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and the problem well, is uh, what James said, Christian Wood, I don't know what's going on there. Has been said a lot in yeah. his career. <laughs> yeah, there's something there's something about him, but like even in this last game where where you know they they beat the Clippers, um, he only played 17 minutes off the bench, and you know you're starting Josh Green, you're starting Reggie Bullock, you're starting Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell. Like, first of all, they don't have anyone that can slow down Demonis Sabonis. Yeah, they also don't have anyone that can stay in front of. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Like, Delmas might have one of those first quarter double doubles tonight. Yeah, and the the deal with them too is like they gave up a lot of yeah. of defensive play when they Depth. moved away from Dorian Finney Smith. He's killed the Kings. Mm-hmm. Like he's a guy who has hurt the Kings multiple times. So I'm intrigued to see what this team looks like, and then you get to you might get to see him like two totally different versions of them. Yeah. Like one night it's Kyrie show, the next night it's Luca's show with Kyrie as like secondary player they've never played together like how does that look so I'm kind of I want to see well that's and that's the unique thing though we know Kyrie can play without the ball Mm. we I don't think we know if Luca can do that I think we know he can't well well okay I was trying to give him the benefit of that but like to give him the benefit I don't think he's played with somebody as good as Kyrie no that's very he definitely hasn't no no no, that's very true definitely so maybe with a guy like that he's a little more willing to give up the ball play off ball himself a little bit and 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 have some type of flow but uh, I look at this particular game not this game because Luca's not playing but you know if he did and plays tomorrow whatever um I think I think it's a it's a Bad matchup for the Mavericks, good matchup for the Kings. We talked about their their lack of anybody that can guard Sabonis and slow him down inside. There's that. Um, the style of play for the Mavericks, very offensive style, like free-flowing, a little resistance on the defensive end. I think that plays into the Kings' factors. And we talked about it earlier, and you just kind of look at you look at the team. And I know they looked good without Luka and with Kyrie, uh, against the Clippers, mm-hmm. but say Luca and, and Kyrie play together tomorrow, and let's say they go off for 60, 65 points or whatever, you got to find another 55 to 60 points to match up with the Kings. This isn't just get to 100, and I say that especially with Dallas because they don't play no defense. If it was a defensive stalwart going up against the Kings, like, yeah, maybe 
you're 60 from your two stars and you play good enough defense where you could hold them to 105 or something like that. That's not Dallas. Kings are going to put up points. So I said it earlier. <laughs> you guys know what I meant. You can't beat the Kings by trying to outscore them. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first. If you score more than the Kings, you won't win. That's what Kenny said. That's science. That'll be that'll be that'll be the it'll be a first in the NBA. Kings are looking to make history. Where is yes. Dallas? Dallas uh yeah, Dallas's defense is is really, really close to the Sacramento Kings defense. Yeah. A one fourteen uh point seven. And that was with uh versus a one fourteen point nine for the Kings. And Calling back on our Will Z conversation, I think it was two and eight in terms of yeah. offense. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's also that's with Dorian Finney-Smith, who's mm-hmm. a very yeah. good they defender. Take a bunch of corner threes. That's mm-hmm. what Will Z was talking about. Earlier. Yeah, the corner that threes was, he kills job. you. Yeah, no. they are uh, second and and eighth in uh, offensive rating. The Kings are right there. They're point one behind the Nuggets again. So an offensive rating, an offensive rating. Their defensive rating keeps fluctuating between like. Well, it's just in the 114s, but high 114, low 114. They move up to like 20th. They drop back to 24th. It's not been great. I mean, that's, again, that's what I want to But it's funny. 20, it's like, oh, 20th. If they were 19th, I'd be elated. <laughs> yeah, if they were, if they could get to like 16, and that's where, like, again, you could have added one or two pieces and got better defensively. You can't fix everything and be a top five defensive team. You could have got better. Without any question, I mean there there are ways to get better defensively. And I don't, I don't mean to take it from defense off because you're you're right. I was thinking about something earlier. Have the Kings one of the best offenses in the game, right? It really seems. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. They haven't had everybody clicking at the same time except for like one game. <laughs> I was, it's either Malik is hitting and Kevin's yeah. not, or vice versa. Maybe TD hits when both Trey Lyles is hitting because Malik can't hit and Kevin. Like, they've had one game, really, where everybody was cooking, and it was I thought about that earlier when Ham mentioned the way Harrison started the season, and it reminded me of how Kevin Herter started the season. Hmm. And it's like Kevin was way up here and Harrison was way down here, and I feel like they've been doing this, and maybe Kevin isn't where Harrison was to start the season. Yeah. But he certainly dropped down from where he was. I definitely thought he was shooting 90% from three all season long. Uh, but that but that plummeted down a little bit as Harrison rose. And it just, you know, if, if it, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double team with my partner Kenny here because if if these if all of these if, if if basketball is so different after the All Star break, well, what if the Kings start hitting offensively? All of them. What if what if they're what if they're little their little season quirks start to line up, then, yo, Dallas has a problem. Yeah. All of these other teams have a problem. A scary yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting. You're talking about how Herter and, and Barnes have kind of fluctuated like this, and then you have Monk, who's literally like <laughs> <laughs> that's right, like a three year old grabbed your, <laughs> but your that's chart awesome. And yeah, scribbling like, what in the world are you doing? Yeah, and you know, like uh, we've seen a lot of the <laughs> and, players, and he's that. up right now. Like Monk is up right now. Oh yeah, he's way up. He's he is really, up. really good right now, and he's played exceptional. And he's he's really taking control of the second unit. He's passing. He's breaking down the defense. He's got his flash going. And, you know, all the flare out. Um, and he did that on the road. Like if he does that tonight, 
Man, that building's gonna explode. It's gonna be some energy tonight. Too. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be a night at the Golden One Center tonight for sure. I think so too. I, I'm really excited to see what this team looks like, like with a week and a half off because they have a long All Star break. They have a much longer All Star break than a lot of other teams mm-hmm. um, because they don't play after what they have a, their final games on Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. So they got a couple of days there to play with. Um, the shooting usually is impacted greatly by the legs, so if if this team gets a couple of days off to really relax and let their bodies heal up, and maybe we'll see a really, really strong uh, initial come out, coming out of the break where they are firing on all cylinders. Domas obviously will too, and Scott Moak is the ultimate pro. The, the, the Sacramento Kings game ops are the best in the business. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is going to get one of the biggest pops in Sacramento Kings history tonight. Oh, yeah. When his name is called... As an all, when he's introduced and that crowd gets to congratulate him for the first time, yeah. that's going to be a moment tonight yeah. at the Golden One Center. Absolutely, yeah. you're going to think the all-time scoring record was just broke. Stop the game. is going to be out there with rain, and his parents are going to come to. Oh, it's, it's he's going to thank his starting five. Yeah, it's 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 going to be. If De'Aaron showed up in all black tonight, it's over. <laughs> It's over. You know, I thought about that though when I originally thought he was going to be on All Star team. I think I told you about it. Like you just, you just think back to, um, the the day he was drafted, and the hopes that, like, there was a love affair. Like it seemed like he wanted to be here, and we wanted him bad, and we got together and we loved each other from the start. And you saw him. I know we talked about it earlier, but you saw him come from a, a young man to a man. And we've seen, like, it feels like he's been here forever. It's only been, like, six years. But it feels like we've seen him from, like, this young, spiky-haired kid to this grown man. And, and, and he's made it. He's done it. You know, we, we asked. We thought we were getting an all-star. We thought we were getting a franchise player and, and somebody that could change the franchise. And, damn it, he's done it. He's done it. He's actually achieved it, man. It's a, it's a hell of a moment. It's actually it's really cool. Um, you know, I've covered this team for, this is 13 years, but to watch like DeMarcus Cousins come in the league as a 19 year old and play out the course of his career and see where things went. And unfortunately, you know, where his career path went, but then to get to start, start over with someone else and get to see them like have a really rough rookie year and second year. Oh, so much better. Third year, like, Oh, oh. fourth year. He's incredible takes a little bit of a step back, you know, the instability of the franchise started to wear down on him. And then to see him come full circle and get to have this moment, I'm super excited for him because you're right. Like, you know, you see this little spiky haired kid and he weighed like 165 pounds when he came in the league. Um, But to be there and talk to him all the way through and to see like the brash, cocky Fox that it still comes out on occasion because that's who he is. But to watch him grow up, it's been really, really a pleasure. He's a good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed, like, being around him in this setting. And uh, it's cool to see where I, you know, there are times where I can say that with cousins, but there are also a lot of dark times. Like, oh, man, what are we doing? Like, you know, it's hard because you, you, as a journalist, you're not allowed to, like, step in and, like, man, can I help you with something? <laughs> can, I, can I just, like, try to, like, yeah. like it's really hard because – but De'Aaron's never strayed from a path. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always been like, uh, he's a good kid. He's just waiting for the right opportunity. Well, I won't ask you to predict the basketball game, so who you got Sunday, Hammer? 
Chiefs. He didn't watch Patrick well, Mahomes come up from me. <laughs> in, 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 in fact, he did. That's uh, right. In fact, he did. I know you got Kansas City. Yeah, I think I, it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the score, but you did bring something up earlier that I absolutely believe is a factor in this, and like Andy, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes showing up again and losing. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I, I don't see they, that. Happening. They're gonna have that look in their eyes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. They know what that feels like. Uh, if you're listening on ESPN thirteen twenty, uh, if you're listening on ninety eight point five FM. Uh, KRX QHD2. If you're listening on the Odyssey app and you want more Kings coverage, you missed Trista Crick, you missed Kyle Matson. you want to recap everything James Ham said to get you ready uh, for the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks, don't move. We're going to run it back for you next on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Go Kings, we're coming for you, Luca. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.